Hey everyone, welcome to But Why the Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we wanted to make sure that you take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe us on iTunes or wherever you listen. It's the easiest way for people to find us and it helps us hear your feedback. Beyond that, come and join our conversation on Twitter at ButWhyThoughPC and on Facebook, facebook.com slash ButWhyThoughPC. And if you like what you're doing and you want to support us a little more, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash ButWhyThoughPC. And if a monthly subscription is too much for you, make sure you check out our t-shirts. We have t-shirts open on TeePublic and available for purchase on our website through the merch tab, ButWhyThoughPodcast.com. Enjoy the show. surprisingly sober for our Archer episode. As always, I'm your host Kate and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And today Matt is going to lead us through why the FX television series is on FXX now. It's on FXX now. Double X's. Unless we want to talk about how bad that decision was. One X short of a Vin Diesel. We talking about Vin Diesel today? <laughs> no. no. We're talking about the Checked terrible FXX station. <laughs> He's going to lead us through uh, why Archer, the FXX original series, or FX original series, what? It's FX original series. Okay. Then they made the dumbass channel of <laughs> FXX, tried to shift everything over. Half their stuff got canceled because nobody wanted to watch or had the channel. Did this hurt you? I hate that stupid channel. Jim, go, go ask Jim Jeffries what he feels about that channel. He blames that channel for his show getting canceled. I can see that. But yeah, so we're going to talk about Archer today. I feel like I'm just beating around the bush. We're going to talk about Archer today. Um, cartoon that is entirely funny, entirely fucked up. And uh, yeah, Matt, take it away. Uh, as always, I guess we have an introduction question that Kate skipped over. And I guess the question would be pretty simple. Uh, have you ever watched Archer? And I guess how much? I've seen every episode, sometimes twice. Every episode? Oh, well, no, not from this new season where, like, it's, like, noir stuff. So, yeah, I've seen everything but, like, season eight. Adrian? Uh, I've seen a few episodes. I mean, I haven't watched it all the way through. I mean, I was going to, but then it got off of Netflix, so I was like, oh, okay, fine, <laughs> I guess. So, I mean, I've seen a few episodes. I get, I know, like, the premise of the, the show, but um, haven't seen it. haven't seen all of it. And so I'm assuming both of you actually enjoy the show or, like, don't Oh, you? yeah, I love it. Well, I know you do, but as far as Adrian. Uh, episodes I thought were funny, but, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't like watching stuff, like, in the middle and, like, not getting, like, past joke reference stuff. So I wanted to like, go back and watch it all again, but uh, Netflix hates everybody, basically. Yes. Everybody that isn't them. 
So I've seen everything all the way up to about, I've seen about now half of season eight, everything up to season eight and a half, only because there's only eight episodes in season eight, so it's not that hard to watch half of it. And the only reason I've fallen behind on that is because, as we've mentioned, Netflix removed it, and I've had to watch them on Hulu, and I can't stand that, because what's the point of paying for something if I have to watch commercials? Yep, that's where I'm at. But I have to, because all the shows I want to watch are on Hulu now. Pretty much. But I have seen, like, the first three seasons or so about, like, six times. Because the first three or so seasons are amazing. So I guess we'll start off with some brief background and what is Archer. Basically, it started in 2009 and was created by Adam Reed. And it was made after the cancellation of his other Adult Swim shows of Sea Lab 2021 and basically Frisky Dingo, which ran from 2006 to 2008. Did any of you watch either one of those? I watched Sea Lab 2021, and Frisky Dingo just sounds like a great name to name something. Uh, I saw a bunch of Frisky Dingo, you know. It came on pretty late. Yeah, it was late. I love so, like, like don't shows. fall asleep to, like, Frisky Dingo, basically, or you're going to have weird <laughs> dreams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, basically, from those cancellations, he kind of basically made this whole using off of the Frisky Dingo show which is kind of like the Adult Swim version, messed up version of Archer, with a lot more weirdness, as Adrian said, involved. And uses inspiration between, like, James Bond, Pink Panther, and basically a few other, like, types of shows. Get Smart. Hmm? Get Smart. Mm, that was not a listed one that I saw. Huh. Okay. But to basically make this basically adult animation, spy comedy, genre, messed up stuff. Oh, I said get smart. I didn't mean get smart. I meant uh, Johnny English, the like spoof of uh, uh, James Bond. Like the Brit- uh, it's like a British. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I do not know about that one, depending on when that one came out. Because I know that okay. was actually a while back. I'd say the main two that I saw were basically James Bond and Pink Panther. Yeah. And there's one other one, but it was a weird like show from France. <laughs> but I wasn't Are you sure. saying that we don't recognize the French? I'm pretty sure when you look it up, I'm pretty sure it was from France, and it was <laughs> weird. Uh, so, um, But uh, basically, there's been 94 episodes and now 99 seasons. The ninth season just premiered on April 25th of this past year, so obviously it's breaking, as of this recording, probably about episode two or so. And he plans to have it for basically 10 seasons, with the 10th season being the final season. That's how he wants to run it. And this is all basically Adam Reed's, like, brainchild baby. He does pretty much the majority of almost everything. Like, even when we looked up some of the writers and stuff, like, they have some other people write episodes, like you see on a lot of these animated shows, but for the most part, he's done almost all of them. I think the next one were, like, maybe two. Yeah, that's a labor of love. I mean, but I guess, too, like, they're pretty short seasons. It's, like, what, between 20 and 10 and 13 episodes each? I think they're 13 for the most part, and then they're 10. I think this, I think the first, like, five or six are 13, and the last few are, like, 10. And the last okay. past, the past one was eight. Okay. And I'm not sure how much they're going to go for nine. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what he's done before here? Or do you have it later on? Who? Adam Reed. I did. Oh. Frisky Dingo, C-Lab. Oh, didn't he also do Bob's Riggers? No. No? No. I thought you said he did Bob's Riggers. That's John Benjamin. Uh... If he did do Bob's Burgers, I was not aware of that at all. No, okay, no. I just remember that there's a Bob's Burgers crossover. <laughs> yes, there is a Bob's Burgers crossover. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about, because it was so good. Yeah, I was like, no, there <laughs> is a... It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you really want to know, he also, I believe, helped uh, at the Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. That was another adult swim TV show. 
That one actually sounds familiar. Hold that on. one's awesome as well. Yeah, I could also, like, never... I mean, not that, like, I didn't watch the show, but, like, I could never really get super into it because I think I saw Bob's Burgers before, like, I started, like, trying to watch episodes of Archer. And all I would see is Bob in Archer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I saw what, like, the, he really looks like, and then everything just got thrown off from there. Yeah. I, like, I will say this. Like, we went a while without... Or I went a while without watching it because we go through this thing where, like, we find, like, different, like, comedies to watch when we go to sleep. And so, like, I had been watching Bob's Burgers a whole bunch, and then we went into, like, re-watching Archer, because I think that Netflix put, put the new season on, and I was like, this is really weird. I'm going to have to get used to this. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the reason is because the main uh, voice actor for both of these shows is J- H. John ben- Benjamin, who basically voices throwing Archer and Archer and Bob and Bob's Burgers. And some of the other casts that go, because they're actually pretty... Well known, I guess. I don't know, well known, but the voice actors, I guess, feel like known to watch them for so long. Uh, Judy Greer does Cheryl Tunt. So, she is one of those background people that is in like almost every single like female led comedy, but you don't really like know her name. Like, if yeah. you look up a picture of Judy Greer right now, you're like, oh crap, I've seen her in everything. <laughs> she, oh, uh, she was Paul Rudd's wife in uh, I Love You Man. Yes. There we go reference <laughs> uh ember nash who plays pam which is an hr representative <laughs> representative not a very good one but then alicia tyler plays alana kane uh Chris aisha pa- aisha tyler yes aisha tyler okay my bad aisha tyler plays lana kane who's basically archer's partner and my favorite and favorite and then chris parnell plays uh, cyril figus the accountant jessica walter plays maori archer basically the head <laughs> of the entire organization and also Sterling's mom. Adam Reed, the creator, actually play, voices Ray Gillette. Oh, he voices Ray? Yes. I didn't know that. And Lucky Yates plays Dr. Krieger, who was an actually an extra until basically 2013 when fans voted and they wanted more of him. And that's how he became they an extra. They wanted more of the Nazi doctor. Yeah, which is also funny because Lucky Yates is what he looks like in real life is the model they use for Ray. Oh, that's pretty cool. So all of their models for all of their people are basically their friends or, as I said, some of the other people in the cast. Yeah, Aisha Tyler is definitely Lana. Like, if you look up a picture of Aisha Tyler, like, one, I love her, but two, she's definitely Lana. Um, I also want to, like, take a moment to say, because I know as we when we get into I probably can do it later, but right now, Archer is a really messed up show, so we're probably going to say a lot of messed up things this episode. <laughs> Which we'll get into in kind of the but why those a little bit. Isn't uh, Judy Greer an Ant-Man? Why do I feel like she's an Ant-Man? Is she an Ant-Man? That I don't know. Isn't she like his like, ex-wife or whatever? No, 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 no. I don't think... She oh, is. yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah Maggie Lang. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, like, like just, like, if we list some of the stuff she's been in, like, just from, like, her most well-known, 13 Going on 30, Ant-Man, 27 Dresses. She's in Jurassic World. I didn't even... I didn't, oh, she, she's the mom... And then she also has done a whole bunch of, like, voice work. Good on her! Because it's one of those things, like, I don't I don't know her name, but I definitely know who she is. Well, I know who she, who she is and who her name is, but you probably need to recognize her, but you just don't realize how much things she's actually been in. Yeah. No, I had no clue what her name was. <laughs> <laughs> she was a nameless blonde woman that I saw in everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
As far as the ratings, um, it's got an eight point as of now it has an eight point seven on IMDb, which I believe has actually dropped over the past few seasons. It technically said to be the seventy eighth highest TV rated TV show that they have, even though it's kind of weird because basically numbers fifty two through seventy nine all have an eight point seven. So I don't know how they decide who's fifty two and who's seventy nine. Ten way tie. So yeah, that's like basically twenty seven shows that all have the same ratings. I believe it actually topped out at 8.9 if I remember from what I saw correctly, but I think the last few seasons have been pretty, have dropped some of it down. Actually, it's a 91 percentile overall on Rotten Tomatoes, but not really to worry about that considering they don't really have as many reviews for TV shows. Yeah. So, you know, there's eight reviews. You just got to get eight out of eight for 100. Um, as far as awards, this was actually blew my mind because I knew it was a successful show because obviously it's about to go for 10 seasons because it's already, I'm pretty sure, been renewed because this was a show that was renewed way in advance for a lot yeah. of stuff. It's actually won two primetime Emmys, um, Outstanding Animated Program in 2016, and then Outstanding Creative Achievement in Interactive Media Multi-Platform Storytelling, also in 2016. Been nominated for five prime, for five Emmys, but it won those two. It actually, last year, it had, a, it had a chance to be the first back-to-back winner in Outstanding Animated Program in, like, 16 years or so, since, like, The Simpsons did it oh, wow. way a long time ago. So it's been pretty recent, surprisingly, for as much as, like, it may kind of dis- seem to, like, yeah. fall off the radar. Uh, it's also won 10 other awards and other various shows. Probably the big one is the uh, Critic TV Choice Awards. It won, won Best Animated Series from 2012 through 2016. And then it's been nominated for about 45 other awards. So it's got quite a bit of stuff to its back. For those keeping track at home, Archer is not on IGN's Top 100 Animated Series. Huh? Which is weird, considering when I just looked up the newest one from IGN of adult cartoons, which I guess is more specific. Yeah. 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 I only looked at IGN because I know, like, The Simpsons and, like, Family Guy and stuff are on that that Top 100 list from, like, the multiple times you referenced. Yeah. And given like everything that you said, I was like, oh, it has to be on that list, but it's not, which is kind of weird. Yeah, no. So I don't know what IGN's doing. Don't know. It's weird because I looked at a lot of other lists and they made some other, like, higher ranked on some other, yeah, other lists. But I think it also depends on what, which I'm kind of going to talk about when I got there of, like, how they rate this cartoon. Because it's technically a cartoon slash animated. It's definitely an adult version. So, like, if you're comparing Looney Tunes in this, like, yeah. Yeah. I also think, like, accessibility is probably another issue because, like, Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad, those are on, like, public, like, not public TV, but, like, it's basic of basic cable, like, FX and then FX. Well, you FXX. can use an antenna and get that for free, is essentially. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like, it's it's basic cable, whereas you have, like, FX and then FXX when it moved it there. Like, those are channels that you have to pay extra for. So, like, that, like, I could definitely see a pay gap, like, one kind of affecting how many people can watch it and then two like how many people actually are aware of it because i actually think this is one of my favorite like adult animated shows yeah so i know if you look up adult animated which like i said it's a different obviously it's not just generic anime but it is definitely highly rated in one of those categories which is more specific but i just kind of looked at that over the i just didn't really care if it was on a list whether looney tunes was better or not <laughs> Uh, which also brings up to the point, because we talked about uh, John Benjamin and Bob Burgers. Between uh, this and Bob Burgers, Bob, John Benjamin's shows have won actually quite a bit of animated stuff. Because actually the stuff that beat Archer from being back-to-back winners was Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so, winning. Yeah. The weird thing is, like, from what I saw, John Benjamin himself has not really won that many, like, voice voicing awards That's or anything else. But uh, his shows 
that he's like basically the main voice actor has won quite a bit. Like I know Bob Burgers has won, you know, I think like ten awards or something like that, nominated for another like thirty yeah. or something. Same with Archer. And then obviously I don't know how you go back far enough, but if any of you remember, uh, I think it was uh, I want to say Recess, but it's, I don't think it's Recess. Hold on. Where he played Coach McGurk. Coach McGurk. Yeah. This is enough to go in the thing. I'm looking at this IGN list for like adult cartoons. Mm-hmm. IGN is stretching, bro. Why is like SpongeBob on this list? Trust me, I have it all. Go down the notes. I have all that in there. It's home movies. That's weird. what it is. Oh, home movies. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, no, I, I think if you look at the when I get to the successful shows, I go IGN ranked it seventh, and this was came out in this month of this or in April of this year. It came out April of this year, and they're like they're ranking SpongeBob and stuff like that. Batman's fourth. The animated series is fourth on the okay, let, best let's, adult let's, cartoon yeah, series. Go. <laughs> Use what Adrian said to go into this, and then I can cut out the part where you said that. So. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and uh, basically, and for those of you remember from a long time ago, Home Movies that ran from 1999 to 2004, where he was Coach McGurk, I believe is his name. So, John Benjamin done a lot of stuff. Um, before we get in the, quick, before we get in the butt, why those, I'm going to kind of give a quick synopsis. It's only going to be about, like, four sentences. Uh, but basically, it's a uh, group of people who, basically the show follows a dysfunctional spy agency called ISIS, the International Secret Intelligence Service, and they attempt to do spy things, but they usually mess it up, <laughs> and it's usually a disaster. And then as they branch off into later seasons, they turn into doing other stuff, working for the various CIA and other agencies. Or selling cocaine because the CIA took all their money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, getting into the but why those real fast, or, uh, excuse me, but moving into the, some of the but why those, because this show, uh, probably the main thing why it matters, and we kind of talked about it, it's, it's been a successful show. I guess to me, if you can make it 10 years on television, I think you're doing something right. Considering nowadays, some shows make it like an episode or two, and they'll just cut you off. You don't even get seasons. I think especially on like FX too, because like FX seems very like cancel happy. Yeah. A lot of the time. I know it's not like the CW where they just renew anything. Where if 10 people are watching it, they're going to renew it. But no, it's definitely, from looking at TV, because I mean, I, I mean, I've talked with you about this before, Kate, and I'm not sure about you, Adrian, that I don't watch a lot of TV shows until it gets past at least season one because I know they cancel stuff so fast. Yeah. You don't want to be hurt. Hey, You're never going to be hurt again. No, they leave it on cliffhangers. <laughs> um, like I said, it's been nominated, won many awards. Um... We kind of brought this up and touched a little bit up there, but IGN ranked this seventh on their list of best art adult cartoon TV series, and I like this list because it came out in literally April of 2018. Um, this list is weird because it has the fourth is Batman the Animated Series, and there's a few others on the list. I believe, like, Animaniacs is on there. Yeah, so. SpongeBob is, like, 14 or something. Yeah. Like... Okay. And I just don't understand why those are, like, on this list. Yeah, I don't understand, one, like, those other ones are marketed to kids, and two, like, they literally shove somebody in a cocaine cast and then sell that cast, and she becomes addicted to cocaine and, like, does really crazy shit on yeah, it. Yeah, I think, like, I think that list is... SpongeBob. I think the list is a little crazy because, like, like Boondocks is, like, 23. Yeah. And, like, you know, Aqua Team Hunger Force is, like, 25. Like... What? Shows that are like marketed to adults are like a lot lower on this list, but like Animaniacs is like top ten for them. I think they're what? just like trying to fill their like top twenty five list. But See, yeah, Archer's definitely like high on that list, which is good. 
Yeah. So what I did notice about that list is like the top, like top, like in the like the top five or six, all the way up to like uh, Archer is kind of like your heavy hitters of like Family Guy, South Park, um, and then uh, The Simpsons and stuff that you would think would be kind of more adult animation. Yeah. And then, like he says, then there's this giant gap after ten, like in the, all the teens, where it's a bunch of weird shows that I'm like, is this really an adult show? And then you have the back end, like you said, of I saw that with Aqua Teen Hunger Force was way at the end. I was like, really? Boondocks should be rated yeah, way Boondocks higher. Yeah, kind of up there. Like yeah. the Boondocks is amazing. Yeah, that list. I mean, I liked it because it was very recent, and it's good to have like a recent thing. But it was a weird list in general. Yeah. I know we've used Ranker, I believe, Ranker.com and whatnot. It's actually six on their list of the yeah. highest shows, which actually I like that one a little better because that one takes away a lot of the yeah. stuff, even I think towards and the they, back end they just fill in. And they also do it crowdsourced, I think, where, like, essentially you go there and you, like, upvote and download yep. stuff like Reddit. So, like, this is, like, a large sample of people just coming in and rating stuff. Yeah, so it is pretty cool um, I do know, too, I guess, like, trying to, like, talking about successful, about successful shows like i think one of the things that makes this a successful show is that it's aware of itself and it like even though like most like okay most of these animated series and like adult animated shows like they're one-offs like it's not a serialized show with a with a through narrative and stuff like that and archer is but not only that like there are and i think this goes to your point when we first started the episode adrian where you were talking about how like you didn't want to just come in in the middle because you'd miss jokes because Archer is always referencing other pieces from other seasons. And they have, like, continuous jokes that go on throughout the series, which is probably one of my favorite things. And then, like, there was, like, a shtick is, like, season five or six where they stopped saying phrasing for, like, stuff that could have been, like, double entendres. And, like, Archer notes that they're not doing that anymore. And so, like, it's, it's really cool. And I think that's one of the things that helps it be successful is, like, it, I think stuff like that helps you grow a fan base. Yeah, no, it's definitely one long thing. I think another thing that's been really funny, I believe it was uh, through the first, I think it was five seasons or so, every time they drew Archer with no shoes or something, they always showed the scar in the foot where Lana shot him. Like in the first season. Yeah. That's really cool. How's the... Um, so, like, from back from our Simpsons episode, um, hint, hint, if you haven't listened to our Simpsons, it's so good, listen to it with Alex, it is amazing. Um, we talk a lot about like it's a successful show because it lasts so long, but the drop off is pretty high. And other shows like American Dad got better with age. You know, Family Guy gets worse with age. How how is it aging? Well, for one, I was gonna go with probably would move into like in the second, but why though? Which I don't know if it leads into like the drop off, or at least I know some of the problems they've had with the last few episodes. But one, um, basically, ISIS because they were always called ISIS at the beginning, and that was their International Secret Intelligence Service, but then the rise of the actual, like I guess, terrorist group. terrorist group. And so at the start of Season 6, they kind of had to drop this name because it became a problem and a controversy, and they actually lost a lot of money on a lot of merch, and they had to remove everything because they had, like, ISIS T-shirts, shirts, and everything else. Yeah. So they had to remove it. And so going from there, that and it's also reported um, in, like, Season 5 or so, or six, they make one of the, they make basically their crazy uh, person Cheryl turn into like a country singer, and literally they kind of got bored writing um, spy shows because it used to be like you know weekly mission and everything else, and they kind of got bored. And I think between losing like you know they built this ISIS thing for like five seasons plus. You and know. then it's like, oh, out the window. Yeah, so they try. Yeah, so they try to do them with the CIA and stuff. But then basically, they kind of got bored, and they kind of admitted they got bored of doing that. So these last two three seasons, I believe six, seven, and eight, 
they've done some weird. Uh, they've kind of had some drop off because it's not like the same show that you watch in the first yeah. few seasons. And like this past season, I think continuing on into nine, where um, I guess spoiler or whatever, basically Archer's in a coma and you're just following his dreams. Yeah, and that's really weird. Like, I don't mind season <laughs> Yo, that six. that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So the last season, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes is like an 88, and so far, the season nine with only three episodes is like at a 59. Yeah, right now. so it's... like, essentially, it looks like as it's gone on, one, they had to adapt with that stuff, and two, like, I mean, I'm trying, like, season six isn't bad, and I'm trying really hard not to yell Outlaw Country in, like, a Cheryl voice Well, apparently right it was actually really popular. People so loved good. it. I love that season. Yeah, people apparently but, loved that, but that was the reason they changed was because they yeah, got bored. But I will say this, I don't remember a lot of season seven. I don't even know if I finished that season, actually, now that I I'm actually had to go back it. and watch the end of season seven because I realized I didn't actually finish it. Yeah, so, like, I think, so I think to your point, Adrian, or your question, I think that... It hasn't, as time has gone on, it's had to adapt and it's gotten kind of worse. But so far as aging with time, personally, I can go back and watch those season one episodes and I laugh just as hard as I did the first time. No, the first three seasons so, are amazing and they so definitely like, hold up. Yeah, so like this is something you can go back and watch. Like, I guess it came out in 2009. So in my case, nine years later and restart the series and it's still funny. I want to say hard. I want to use the awards thing because, as I said, like their first time at back to back, and that was 2016 and 2017. Yeah. But then again, the Simpsons and them are still actually getting nominated for awards as well. Yeah. So, personally, from watching them all, I can tell there's a drop off. And talking to people that I know that are actually big fans of this as well, they've noticed drop off, especially from the last few seasons. But there are glimpses, like I said, season I believe it's six or or even that walk season six, I believe with the. When they go work for the CIA, selling cocaine to actually in doing the Outlaw Country thing. Outlaw actually, Country! It's actually okay. a pretty good season. <laughs> it was so good! Do you think um, they'll stop at 10? I think they will. Especially after Do you think they'll stop at 10 or do you think FXXXX quadruple X will throw money at them to like save their channel? Uh, I think they stop at 10 only, only because... The ratings aren't good. I don't know if they're good, but they're definitely dropping off. Obviously, we will see going on through 9, because obviously we have to wait to see it. It yeah. just started. But after watching the half of the first of 8, it's I'm kind of like, it's funny and it has like the good jokes and everything, but it just feels weird because it doesn't have like the continuous and the continuity that the first like 5 or 6 yeah. seasons had. Because I think like once you start breaking it up and you don't have it, like... It's hard to keep running jokes when they're in a completely different setting. Yeah. I, I think they stop at 10, honestly. Like I said, if they're already bored doing the spy stuff and now they're just kind of having fun with it on the way, I don't know. But I then think again, they should stop at 10. Yeah. So, because I wasn't even sure about this because I watched, because I had to go back and, like I said, watch the last of season seven and that's when I found out that he ended up being in a coma and then start of season eight. And I was just like, this is funny, but this is like, I don't like this. So This isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> I think if they do drag it on, I think they will have problems, though. I think you'll definitely you'll see a drop-off if they go past 10. Yeah. A severe drop-off. Yeah, I'm looking on their website, like FX Network website. Yeah. Most of these episodes are Archer, so I'm not sure what they're going to do after Archer leaves. Yeah, well, they've had problems. At least, I mean, if we want to talk about FXX, I know they had problems. Basically, I believe Archer and I think it's always Sunny in Philadelphia have basically been carrying that channel. I could be wrong. There's a few other shows that have been pretty well, but... Is Legion on FXX or FX? 
because Legion is actually ridiculously good. I couldn't. It's even on Hulu. That's all I know. I'm not even sure, honestly. <laughs> I just know when they made the switch, there was quite a few shows that got canceled. And a some lot show of shows called Mom is on here. Uh, Parks at Rec is on here. Raising Hope. I don't know what any of these shows are. Other than so Parks like and Rec. Old ass comedies. Yeah. yeah. I was like, those uh, are all old comedies, if I remember. <laughs> Terminator Genesis, Avengers, The Simpsons, because they're like replaying all the episodes, and then like Archer is like their, their next block. So I'm not sure what they're going to do when Archer leaves, because like it looks like the bulk of their stuff, especially like in the nighttime area, is, is Archer. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing. I yeah, know that's interesting. Yeah, they're just kind of, I don't know. One, we don't have cable TV, and two, when they know when they made the switch, it was terrible for a lot of shows, and they started walking shows and they like all oh, the ratings tanked and everybody started yelling well of course they tanked you put on another stupid channel that nobody either had or wanted try to make people pay for more things and then it backfired yeah and just mess with a lot of stuff as well so probably the main but why though and the reason this show probably either resonates or people actually don't really like this show is basically the there's a lot of you want to call it personality disorders, character attributions, and there's nothing, at least... <laughs> there's nothing redeemable. Yeah, there's like, so the main thing, I guess, for, for they took, yeah. So one of the main critiques you read about or turn off for a lot of people that do not like the show is the characters obviously are quite vulgar, they're very self-absorbed, they're narcissistic, and pretty much almost all of them are genuinely actually not good people. Except for Lana, who's perfect. And it's possibly debatable on that one. No, nope, Lana is perfect. <laughs> Lana's the only one who deserves to be there. <laughs> and it to me, this is like why I like, think this sets apart is because it's like the true definition of adult humor and adult humor and like in an actual adult uh, cartoon show, kind of like how we were talking about earlier. Because unlike even, I mean, maybe South Park plays a little of this with some of the stuff they do, but for the most part, like The Simpsons, King of the Hill... Family Guy, American Dad, they all have, like, a family aspect. They have, like, some goodwill in some shows. They have, like, maybe some learning moments, you know. Eventually, you know, like, people are like, oh, I see the bad, that I, you know, for 20 minutes I was actually a bad person. I see I possibly need to change. There's none of that in this show. Peggy Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, basically, the, they're bad characters. They're bad people. Yeah. And they basically make it through life. And they're rewarded for being bad. Yeah. <laughs> Basically doing the... I will I will say this, like, and like, I, I, it, the funny thing is that there's one person of color on the show, and it's Lana. And it's hilarious because, and I think this is why, like, so, like, first off, you either, kind of like Matt said, you either like or you hate Archer. Either you can deal with that type of humor, or you can't, and you just get angry and shouldn't be watching it, and you think that the show is terrible. Um, but the funny thing is, is, like, Lana, like, this hardworking black woman who is more than cap- more capable than everybody else, constantly gets shitted on and, like, gets passed over for everything from, like, Archer, who is, like, who is, what did I say earlier, typical uh, rich white boy problems? <laughs> like, sex addiction and drug habits and... Um, and it's hilarious to see because it's kind of like that trope, 
but also kind of really true. Like, Lana works really hard. Which you completely said uh, that Aisha Tyler, like, yeah, loves this role. Yeah, and, and Aisha Tyler loves her role. Um, I, I forgot to look up some quotes, but, like, Aisha Tyler loves playing Lana. And I think a lot of it, at least for me watching it, and kind of, like, I had, like, this light bulb moment, moment because I was like, damn, that's really what it's like a lot of the times out there. <laughs> yeah, so they do take a lot of these tropes, and they do obviously put them to the extreme, as you mentioned. Like, there's a lot of drug abuse. There's a lot of alcohol abuse. There's probably sexism like crazy. There's probably partially racism like crazy. Yes. There's definitely like if the abuse. Mexicans can sell cocaine. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely <laughs> stereotypes. I mean, the boss of Mallory uh, basically calls all of her employees drones. Yeah. They definitely hate a lot and of them. Hates, hates poor people. So to go break, kind of break down some of these characters that we're talking about, we can start with as you talked about Lana, who essentially is the black woman, basically as Archer's like partner per se who's very qualified of stuff, but uh, she obviously gets overlooked all the time. She ends up, I mean, she probably, like you said, probably the only really decent human being, even though she does have flaws. She does basically, like, date Cyril for most of the time, just to spite Archer. Most I mean, time. like, everybody's had, like, a spite date. Yeah, and basically, and she isn't actually very good to him at all. No, she's mean. <laughs> she's mean. Like, Cyril, like, worships her, and she's just, like, she wants, it, like, annoys her that he loves her so much. But no, they definitely have uh, stuff on, yeah, for that. Also, sex is another big thing. Like, basically, as you go through all the season, I'm pretty sure at this point, pretty much everybody's had sex with everybody. Yes. Why not? Especially with Pam. Yeah. So essentially, as you keep going, instead of letting me get some of these characteristics out, as we talked about a lot, I'll move to Archer. Basically, he probably has narcissistic personality disorder. He has multiple problems, abandonment issues. He works for his mother. It's very some weird hypersexual things with his mother. You can see Freudian. Yeah, very Freudian. Uh, Definitely very resentment. You'll see him where he ends up killing a few people on his mission, but then worried because they ripped his turtleneck or something like that. And like, how are you going to ruin this? Uh, He lacked a father figure, which he jumps to anybody who shows father characteristics. He's freaking Patrick Bateman, but like a cartoon character, like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Like, he cares more about getting blood on, blood on his clothes than actually murdering. Yeah. He's not, like, that bad, but... Pretty sure he's a sociopath. He's very misogynistic. Uh, yeah, we could probably just go on with all of that stuff. He goes through these moments of, like, joy, rage. He comes, comes and hid. But he's, like... But he's also your prototypical, like, living out this fantasy in his head or whatever, living out of, basically, probably half-asses everything. But he does end up being right, and then he probably messes up a lot of stuff. But in the end, he pretty much ends up it ends up working out, and everybody hates him for that. Yeah. I, I get, honestly, like, when we were going to do this episode, I was like, what the hell, Archer? And so then I tried to, like, start thinking about it through different lenses, and I was like, Archer is, like, everything that people hate about the concept of, like, privilege, because he's super rich. Well, he's not and, even super like, rich. His... Well, he used to be super rich, or his mom was super his rich. His mom is super rich. Okay. Because he, he, he has he through problems from, where he has okay, no money. He comes from wealth. <laughs> But a lot of the times he has no money because he's, like, either drank it all away or gave it all to hookers. Yes. Like, it's, yeah. And But at the end of the day, he's completely inept. But somehow, no matter how many people he, like, screws over, like, inadvertently through his ineptitude, he comes out on top. And it's just like, this isn't fair. Like, why? Yeah, and Especially it, when he's paired with Lana, who's in his partner in the field all the time. And she's like, I actually read this manual, Archer. What the hell? Yeah, but then Mar- um, Archer does it perfectly manual, part A to part B, without doing anything. And he probably has no idea how he did it. 
And so this is where the the old adage of being being a person of color or like a woman of color is working twice as hard, getting half the recognition. Or in Lana's case, none of the recognition. <laughs> and then we move to Mallory, which is basically Archer's mom, and she's basically this overbearing, terrible parent, but then's like distant, so like if Archer tries to leave, she's like, How dare you leave your mother? But then if he stays, it's like, gosh, can't you like ever leave? Cut the cord. Um she refers to people with drones, as I said. Very manipulative, very abusive, very horrible boss. She's also extremely sexist. Yes. And racist. Yes. And homophobic. And any ist or ick you can add on there. Yeah, so it's weird that all this, like I said, because this is a show we talked about beginning, like, it's either one of those you're going to go with this or you're probably going to hate this. Yeah. Like, one episode you kind of, like, strap in for the ride and you get used to it, like... I, I don't know. I like that kind of humor. So. And then you basically lead to, like, Cheryl, which is basically, I don't even know what she is, like, receptionist, which they kind of start She's doing a, a secretary? W- something like that, but she ends up going crazy half the time. Uh, she's basically a sex addict. She find out that she's super rich and, like, the richest out of all of them. She is the daughter of a railroad tycoon. Yeah. She really hates... Or common- granddaughter. Granddaughter yeah. of Railroad Tycoon. She really hates common people and poor people. She has pretty much no concept of anything. It's... Yeah. Changes her name. Just kind of does whatever she wants. It's like I said, basically they change her to the country star because basically you realize they have this billionaire tycoon person daughter who just says, I want to be a country star and decides, I'm going to do this. They keep her around because Mallory's obsessed with money. Yeah. Um, which leads to Ray, who basically is their gay uh, intelligence specialist. And bomb defusal. He also ends up disabled. And he basically just mocked cons- consistently throughout the entire show over all of this. I also want to point out, too, like, the reason why we're starting with, like, either their gender or their race or their orientation is because literally, like Matt said, it takes tropes and it runs with them. And, like, everybody else in the show, like, refers to these things first. Yes. So, just want to... For the most part, he does seem like a pretty decent guy, even though he has definitely a lot of, like, disregard for his coworkers. But, of course, they are pretty much... He has disregard for them because he works his ass off. Well, I wasn't saying there wasn't a reason (laughs) for that. (laughs) Like, him and Lana have the most reasons to be angry at everybody. Yeah. Even though they do have a weird thing where, because apparently he does like going, he definitely like very flamboyant, they let you know with that trope, but apparently he does end up like sexually assaulting, basically an overdose to Archer. Yeah. And that's pretty much like the only downside where they show this in there. Or maybe not show, but they talk about it. Yeah, like that—that that was a trope. I think they moved. They leaned a little, like not a trope. Yeah. That—that's—it's not even a trope. That's like literally like the basis for a lot of people like being homophobic. And so I think I think that's the one. There, there are a couple of things that I can say were questionable choices. Yeah, that's I the one do that's think really that, like that was one where it's kind of like you really didn't have to go that far. We so. didn't have help because our next contestant of Pam, who's at one point HR, oh, also God. did the exact same thing. Basically, they took turns. Yeah. And she basically is like, was a street fighter one time? <laughs> she kind of She was a cage fighter? Yeah. And she has like these cage, was they like, she has like a giant back tattoo with, is it like cage fighting rules or like intimidation stuff? It's yeah. weird. Um, Obviously they don't like her. They mock her constantly. She ends up sleeping with pretty much everybody in the cast at some point yeah. throughout the seasons. In spite of everybody on the cast, like, 
going like really hard on like the fat jokes and stuff like that yeah for her they all end up sleeping with her yes that's all male and female characters yeah like there's a scene where um i think lana's like gosh i can't believe we had sex with the same person and then pam's like but you had sex with me and she's like oh god and then Mallory tries to say something. She's like, you too, Mallory. And she's like, oh, God. And it's like this realization that they had all slept together. Yeah, it's funny. Which then leads to poor Cyril, who's their accountant. He has a lot of dad issues, just trying to help his dad, who ends up being, like, I think a principal at, a, like, yeah. a nice high school. And so he's, like, trying to, like, always prove himself worthy and stuff. He's very obsessed with Lana, especially when he's, like, uh, dating her. He's kind of stalkerish. He ends up following her around a lot. Very, yeah. very jealous, overbearing. That ends up, like, Lana and him have this thing. I mean, obviously, Lana treats him bad, per se, but he also definitely is one of those people, like... He's needy. He's yeah. needy as fuck. Yeah, he then eventually actually cheats on Lana, and, yeah, he also gets treated very bad. But you can see as they move up to the hierarchy of this stuff, because even before that extras yeah. who we played even below them... They get treated worse, worse, and as you get higher up all the way to Mallory, everybody at some point. Like, Mallory treats everybody like crap. Then anybody below Archer, Archer treats like crap. Yeah. Anybody below Lana, Lana crap. And Cyril's just kind of, like, really low on the totem yeah. pole. Um, but also, I think for Cyril, because I don't see it listed or you didn't mention it, um, he's also, like, the trope of, like, the emasculated, like, yeah. guy with, with, like, works into, like, the overbearing, like, cold woman trope for Mallory. Um, and so, like, that's why he ends up acting like Lana with that because he's like he wants he wants that type of domination from a woman and like that kind of stuff so now that you heard all that everyone probably was wondering like why in the hell would you ever watch this show (laughs) it's funny watch it it's on Hulu so uh, Adrian after all that uh, I don't know if you're ready to go see or watch any of this stuff per se um yeah the whole time I'm trying to figure out why y'all watch this show uh especially kate because i'm like yeah, yeah he's like I'm reading this out loud i'm kind of one person the same who thing. does all the does none of the work <laughs> yeah and i'm like i'm pretty sure that we've dragged people on twitter for the same kind of stuff like is it just because is it because it's animated like it's okay like i feel like if this is like a actual yeah. show i don't know like how well this would do because when you first started describing it, I'm like, oh, this kind of sounds like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But then, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, everybody's likable. No, there's pretty much, like, no. I said, start off with yeah. trying to say, like, nobody like, in this show is genuinely a good person. And it's one of those things, too. And, like, I know, like, some people listening to this may be trying to find out or, like, maybe don't like Archer. Or, like, a lot of people don't like Archer for, like, a lot of, like, that type of comedy. Um, but I guess for me, like, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't, like, there are cringy moments or, like, moments where I'm kind of like, that is stupid, but then I laugh and I guess it, like, it's kind of like a catharsis because it's not real. And, like, we actually, like, looked up, like, the, the writer's room and stuff. There are, like, different people, like, in on this. And I think it helps that, like, I don't know, Aisha Tyler loves her character. So yeah, everybody that I know loves doing this show. Yeah, um, and I love Aisha Tyler. I, say, I could be wrong because I didn't look up every single person, but as far as I know, everybody actually enjoys doing yeah. this. 
And as far as, at least I remember, I don't know how much that, now lately, but I know Judy Greer said she's had so much fun because it is a show that they do take a lot of weird stuff, in, especially yeah. with her character who's pretty much insane. Yeah. Just, she's allowed to do open-ended free whatever. Yeah, and I think, too, like, I think one of the things as well is, like, as much as, like, these people are completely terrible human beings, with the exception of Lana, um, they get punished, like, they get theirs in different episodes all the times. Um, which is also really cool. Pretty sure Archer gets shot at least like almost every other episode. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, I don't really know how to answer that question because like, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that like, I call people out for being sexist and racist and I definitely like critique shows that have those things. But I think the difference is, is like, if you have a show that's meant to be a reflection of reality and you're doing this. Like, that's a lot different than, like, hey, this is supposed to be a hyperbole on stuff. And, like, if you watch the old James Bond movies, they're sexist as hell. Like, (laughs) that is a reality of, like, that genre. And I think this going into it as a parody for me, knowing that it's not even a parody, but, like, straight up, like, like, this is things taken to that extent and it's all comedic like i don't know it makes it easier to watch same thing it's easier to like walk into like south park or i guess like family guy and american dad to a lesser extent because i don't i think those offend but they don't offend as much um i think also like i try to say like the reason like with the but why though why this is crazy in these characters and this has been so successful is like in family guy you still have redeeming moments like yeah. peter learns lois will talk you know even in south park kyle will give a speech or they'll re- learn something or redeeming something and some goodwill and you just do not ever get that yeah but they do get punished a lot no they, like, get they, punished they don't get redeemed lot. but they get punished which yeah is... no they get punished i'm not saying that except mallory for some reason who basically hardly loses anything yeah i don't know i guess too like i was thinking about this when matt was talking about it and i'm like in, like, some really fucked up Archer way. Like, it's kind of how life is. Like, the people that you need to, like, get taken care of never get taken care of. And, like, I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't know. Adrian, does that answer your question? Is that Like, does that make sense? Like, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I don't. I know a lot of people who are like me that watch it too. Like as much as there are people who hate it. Well, yeah. I mean, I make. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I love South Park and 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 stuff like that. Just hearing it come from you, like hearing you say, "Yeah, it's hilarious that she's a woman of color and she gets nothing." It's just, it's just really uh, interesting perspective yeah, so to like, be on, uh, I, given the last few yeah, days so, on Twitter. It's so all. Like, I don't mean it. <laughs> as like it's hilarious that it's happening to her but it's like it's something that you're very aware of and they go out of their way to oh, make yeah, yeah. realize that that's happening and the good thing and like Lana yeah, in yeah. this show will definitely basically draws attention to this yeah she lot. mentions it all the time like I, I laughed I think Matt was telling me some stuff I was like man Lana always has to deal with this white fuckery and she's like and Matt was just like she says that on the show a lot I was like oh yeah she does like she she, she references <laughs> it like oh yeah the black woman can't do anything yeah so or she'll do. be like these fucking crazy white people yeah. why every time with these crazy white people <laughs> which I guess for me is like it, it's referential it's self-referential and like they're aware of that um, and her character is very much aware of that. Like, she doesn't just, like, suffer in silence. She she also beats the shit out of Archer a few times. Like, Lana does have some wins. Like, for me personally, none of it sounds like, oh, I don't want to watch that. That sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> Give for your a TV show. up while saying that. Like, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just saying, like, some other people might be like, Well, that's been, what? like, se- I'm sorry, go he, ahead. he sexually assaulted a dude on heroin. That sounds rapey. Like, I can understand, like, why people wouldn't yeah. like and it, it's, but I'm I not mean, and that's, that like, and that's one of the reasons, and, like, like I said, like, that is something that I think they took too fucking far. Like, there are moments in that show, there aren't a bunch, but there are some moments in that show, it's like, that's too far. The one that I don't like for the moment, Cringy, is, we didn't really talk about him, but basically, there's a guy by the name of Woodhouse, who's basically Archer's, like, almost, like, surrogate-type father, basically, it's Mallory Butler, and it's his butler, but he kind of raised him, whatever, and Archer treats him like the most horrible human being in the world, and you feel bad for the guy all the time. One, we feel bad because one, the, guy, the actual voice actor died in the middle of the series in 2015, George Cole, and so they had to replace him. And I think they finally, like, as he did, you saw him less and less. But he ends up having this whole, like, backstory knowing story yeah. of, like, triumph and everything, of fighting the war and doing stuff. And he's just ridiculed as an old man, all this stuff. But they basically make, end up making him addicted to heroin all the time, where he's just, like, basically a drug addict for, like, the whole, like, season. And I just, that was one thing I didn't really like how they ended up portraying at the end of his character. Yeah. But it is bad, because you do feel bad for, like, what he does, like. Yeah. There, there are a lot of, like, and, it, it, like, this show isn't without its critiques, right? Like, I know, like, Bitch Media had been talking about, like, they liked Archer and they liked Ray and Ray was their favorite piece of it and then when Ray did that they were like yeah we're off this fu- they we're off this train. So I don't know if they're um, completely off the train but they definitely But yeah, did they not were like off the Ray train. Yeah, and they and they didn't like that. Um, cuz obviously like taking a character like that and like it it just there are some things that they shouldn't lean into as hard and I I think they have a right balance. Um that was where they didn't have that. So they have a moment I think overall they do a good job of what they do and it is like I said yeah. weirdly for probably this will be on for 10 years and is probably one of the probably worst <laughs> worst yeah. overall shows of stuff yeah I mean though too like I think one of the real I guess like, I really like Lana and it's also because Lana like as much as the shit she has to put up with she like one doesn't put up with it silently two pays them back and three like she goes by her own stuff like in season is it seven where she has her you know, six her baby? Yes. Like, Lana straight up says, I want to have a baby, so I'm going to have a baby. And, like, she has this entire arc with that. Even and, though like, she basically stole Archer's Yeah, she did steal Archer's sperm. That was kind of, that, yeah. But still, she did on her own terms. <laughs> they are but, intimidated by her as well. Yeah, like, everybody, like, people, like, not many people are respected on the show, but I would say that everybody respects Lana. Um yeah, I mean, it'd be really interesting. I don't know about to hear. respect, but they're terrified of. Her. I think some. I I think people generally like respect her. I know Ray probably does. And Cyril, Cyril, no, Cyril, Cyril loves her and is scared of her. Yeah, well, yeah. I think Archer, as much as he gives her shit, does respect her. Mallory doesn't, but Mallory doesn't respect anybody who isn't Mallory. Yes. So, um, it's also interesting too because they have women do a lot of this like stuff as well, and it's just yeah, it's. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, no, definitely, like I said, we kind of, their mixture of characters is pretty well. Yeah. I definitely want to hear, like, people's opinions on it, but, like, I mean, yeah. It's also one of those, like, when looking at this, as I talked about with the Archer narcissistic personality disorder, a lot of these people are probably borderline insane sociopaths, like, have a lot of disorders, a I lot of say, issues. yeah. So, like, I wouldn't say insane. I don't think that's right. But well, I, no, I, they literally, basically, the way they talk about at least Cheryl in the late, later seasons... Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. basically she's gone, and, like, even I don't even know, and it kind of bugged me what they've done with her character. Yeah, yeah, because, like, and obviously, like, 
you should never attribute rental illnesses to fictional characters unless a fictional character has it written in. But, like, I know, like, a lot of people have been, like, they kind of, like, use these personal these personality disorders as, like, traits for these people and, like, extend them to, Yeah, like, they the kind of did that, it. and they kind of threw them all together in one. Yeah. So it wasn't like just one character had this and the rest kind yeah. of had adapt. It was like, we're going to make yeah. this Yeah, like and it's also, too, like, surprisingly, like, as much as they do, like, reference, like, characters losing it or whatever, like, they don't... When it comes to mental illness, they actually don't take shots at that when I'm, like, thinking about it. No, I mean, they, they as... don't at all. Like, they take shots at everything else, but I don't really... Like, they may show a character, like, acting crazy and have, like, references to antidepressants and stuff like that. But, like, I don't think the way other things get hit, I don't think they hit that. No, I was saying, like, as far as their characteristics and attributes, yeah. that you can see these disorders. Plus, like, out. people have written academic papers on Archer. I'll yes. put it in the show notes. Yes. That's cool. I'm just curious. You know, I mean... South Park is one of my favorite shows, and I'm pretty sure like they everything that you've just mentioned have, has been done on South Park at some point or another. But to like little kid cartoon characters, <laughs> so like I'm on the messed up the messed up train. Yeah. So, but yeah, just for some of our listeners, you might like be like listening and thinking, "What? Yeah. This is this is definitely watching? different from anything we've covered." But well, I think this you, is not a show that I would have. But no, watch. but no, but yeah, it's probably usually six. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. But you know, I, but I'm just—I just wanted to ask. I know that you would exp- like you two would explain it well. That's what, that's the only reason why I, I want you guys to go in a little bit more depth of like, yeah. you know, tackling like those issues. But okay. I think y'all did it very Plus well. Plus, so. you are right. It is kind of weird for me to like something like this. Well, that's I mean, that's when they asked about doing the <laughs> yeah. show, and I was looking up. And I was like, besides being wards and successful show, what is it out? And I was just like, because literally, not there's no redeeming qualities to any of these characters, really. <laughs> there's no reason for you to like this show. Yeah, like, and, and really, when you and read it out loud, there's no reason for you to like this, but people love this show. Yeah. And I'm actually probably going to do an Archer rewatch after this now. <laughs> um, so I guess some little fun facts about this as we're moving on before we get to, I guess, our final thoughts on everything. Um, basically, there's been three books written about this show. Uh, How to Archer, The Ultimate Guide to Espionage in Style and Women, and also Cocktails that were written. Basically a fictional how-to guide, Daily Life of Sterling Archer. Um, there's Archers and Bob Burgers, The Untold History of Television. Basically, because like I said, a lot of these, they actually do a crossover episode with this because Archer basically kind of loses his mind after uh, kind of like PTSD. And he kind of just goes and says, I'm going to go live this other life. Oh, yeah, that's right. Something really, really crazy happens. And then he ends up, the crossover episode, he ends up uh, just assuming the personality of Bob Belch- uh, Belcher. Yeah, yeah, Bob Belcher. Um, they brought the entire cast and they play it all out except with Archer animation. Yeah. During point of thing. It's weird. It's, I think, pretty well done. But they, it's I think well they, done, but it's I weird. think they did it with, like, a dissociative figure, uh, something like that, where basically he had basically like a PTSD episode and whatnot, he just basically couldn't handle the trauma that happened, and so he literally decided, I'm making a new life. Yeah, I don't think it's PTSD, PTSD. Well, that's why I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's PTSD, it's I think not, it's a dosi- it's disassociated of... Uh, dissociative disorder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I also just don't want to throw PTSD around. Just oh, like, I'm not trying to throw yeah. it around, but it is something they talk about with trauma, with especially with Archer and a lot of the stuff between the deaths or the fathers, and they do with this episode, how they end up with some of these weird yeah. things. okay. Uh, the arc of Archer, art of Archer, obviously, is just talking about the shows and the creative de- concepts, development, cast, interview scripts, and whatnot. Um, one of the other things that's a cool little story, uh, I'm not sure if she's still a writer, but she was for at least a few years, uh, Tesha Kondrat, I believe? Anyways, back in, I think, 2012, they did, like, a, they did a little, uh, 
the uh, two producers, Matt Thompson and the creator Adam uh, Reed, kind of went and had this like comp uh, by put on by the professor. They kind of like were taking scripts, you know, trying to just find people. Kind of one of those like, hey, we're looking for people to do stuff, submit a script, and you know, possibly get hired. And uh, she was working in Alaska at the time on summer break, doing salmon processing. In which the assistant professor helped get her her script to uh, Matt Thompson. And Matt Thompson said, this was like the best script I ever wrote. And then they spent the entire summer trying to get in contact with each other because basically where she lived at Alaska had no cell phone service. And so then she finally was called her family by the, like, the end of the summer, like, hey, and they're reading emails. And they told her about this stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah. And she finally was able to get in contact with him. And she, he was like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I just kind of... My job kind of ended over at the plant, and I kind of just lost my job or something like that. And he basically hired her on the spot, and she ended up being a writer, uh, a writer as a writer's assistant for a while. I'm not sure if she's still on that show, but it was yeah. a cool little thing of like basically she was a student, and all of a sudden she ended up with a job. <laughs> um, every episode has a sound of ice cubes clinking on glass. Basically, reference how much alcohol abuse is that. Basically, Archer basically drinks and drunk probably 99 percent of the entire show. Um, the magazines of the characters read are often references for later episodes or plotlines for upcoming episodes in the season. So when they're reading stuff like in the lounge and whatnot. And I feel like this has to be mentioned because it's almost become not synonymous but pretty close with the song Danger Zone. Basically plays a giant role as it's basically Archer's favorite song and he sings it to Lana all the time. It does. It's funny and you would always tell stuff's going to go down. If you don't know Danger Zone... You should know it and learn it. Yeah. Those are a few fun facts. Yeah. So, like, I pulled up some Aisha Aisha Tyler quote, and she says, One thing we do really well on Archer, and one thing I've always tried to do in my comedy and my writing and my podcast, is to never speak down to my audience. Um, Which is really good, because there's not a lot of, like, over-explanation in stuff, and it's really cool. Um, And really well done that way. Um, Hold on. Um, so, like, I think, too, like, there, I can include in the show notes, but there's actually, like, um, an audio, um, like, interview that Aisha Tyler gave where she talks about, like, the specific feminism of her character on Archer, like, in spite of all the stuff around her. Um, so I'll put that in the show notes for you to listen to. It's, it's pretty cool. I've heard it before. Um, she's also really geeky. Like, I kind of want to turn this into an Aisha Tyler episode because I love her. (laughs) But, you know. She was a uh, environmentalist actually protesting when Maori found it, and then Maori scared everybody away except Lana. And then basically, Maori yeah, that's goes, right. You want a job? Yeah, because like Mallory, like, okay. Mallory tries to intimidate Lana so much, and Lana does not budge. And so she just offered her a job. Did you want to be a spy? <laughs> and she's like, Okay, I don't got a job. Okay, uh, so that's about all I have. Pretty short and sweet. Definitely one of those hit or miss shows, I guess, for final thoughts going on. I guess we'll start with, I guess, Adrian. Um, I enjoy learning more about these messed up characters. <laughs> um, nothing you said has dissuaded for me wanting to go back and watch it, and it's probably got bumped up on my queue of things to the watch. The first three seasons are amazing of this show. Yeah. Um, I'll probably watch it after I'm done watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine to give me the other aspect of, like, this kind of stuff and have everyone drunk in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. It's, I mean, I like the creators of the show. Like I said, like, I watched, like, some of his earlier stuff, so I kind of know what I'm getting going into it. Um, I just 
haven't had the chance to kind of go back and watch all yeah. of it. Maybe I'll watch like season nine's over and then kind of go all the way through. But definitely interested in watching it. And your um, rundown of the characters and kind of like even talking about, you know, they are, they do do, like there are like bad characters, but some of their, I mean, it's like yeah. meta comedy, right? So I guess like they're supposed to be like that. So you do think about yeah. the stuff and like in this meta way. So yeah. I'm about it. I will say this, Adrian, you'll definitely benefit from rewatching it from the beginning all the way through just because like those ongoing jokes are great. Yeah, you know, you know me. I love syndic- like things in long syndication and prior references yeah. and stuff like that. So that's why I'm like, uh, I mean, I wanted to get that joke too. I want to be <laughs> in the crowd. Um, I guess for me, like one of the things that I, I guess to kind of go off that, I to say a more elegant, el- eloquent response to Adrian's question he asked me earlier. I think the really great thing here is you have really terrible characters, really fucked up people doing really fucked up things, saying terrible things. And I think it's funny because the show never once, like, glorifies them or makes it seem like it's the right decision or good to do. Like, if anything, it's kind of like this giant piece of making fun of one of those personality types and pointing out how absurd a lot of that those lines of thinking are. Um, so, like, I, I think that that's probably, like, my more my more eloquent answer to that <laughs> without me just rambling. Um, and I love Lana Kane. I love Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler loves Lana Kane. Um, so I am definitely on the Archer train. Although I don't remember season seven that much and I probably need to watch season eight, but at least seasons one through six are really great. Season Outlaw s- Country. Season seven, not that good. No? Okay. No. I, was, I did Country. not think it was that good. Look up Outlaw Country on YouTube. Just do it. Also great. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this show's fascinating, as you said, because thing one being how it's worked and put together, and there are no redeeming, like I've tried to say, it, no redeeming qualities, no thing. And the, yeah, they, like you did say, but kind of when you think about it, is that never in any way is it glorified for what they get or yeah. done. Like, oh, you're a bad person. They don't glorify that. They literally punish them the whole time, and they just keep moving on. And things happen, and they are, you know, quote unquote, successful what they do. But no way does it ever state, like, you should do things this way. Yeah. Um, I like to think of it as, when I think about this, I could be wrong, but I used to watch a ton of Adult Swim, and obviously Adam Reed wrote quite a few shows and worked on a lot of stuff with Adult Swim, and I feel like this is one of the one concepts in Adult Swim shows that actually turned into an actual show, other than 15 minutes, that made it to, like, cable television. Yeah. Because you see all those other ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I hope they kind of do see what they do. I'll end up watching, obviously, all of it. I think the first three seasons are amazing. Some of the best that yeah. I've seen in a lot of TV shows. I've rewatched all the time. It weren't for Netflix. It's yeah. something to check out. Either you're going to really enjoy this show, or you're probably really going to hate it. In dang. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a try. Watch, watch an episode. It's on Hulu. I think it's designed to offend people in, in it everything. Is. And either you're going to move on with it and have a time with it and understand yeah. it, or you're just not going to want it. But it is what it is. Like, I know that people don't like the whole, but they hate everybody things. Like, I know a lot of people, and people do genuinely do use it as a cop-out for being racist dicks. But um, I think that there's something with Archer where it is very egalitarian in what they're doing. Um, and... Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's the person, like, what's being made fun of isn't the, they're not punching down because a person being targeted isn't, like, the Mexicans that Mallory is talking about. It's actually Mallory because you know how much of a crap person she is. 
Um, yeah. I'm gonna go rewatch the show. Huh. Let's get, get get us out of here. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media at ButWhyTheOPC on Twitter and Facebook.com slash ButWhyTheOPC. We're also Twitch affiliates now, and we are streaming pretty much almost every day of the week. We are also taking... We're also fundraising for StackUp.org right now, military gaming charity. Um, You can get access to that on Tiltify, and I've been posting about it forever, so check our Twitter feeds. Come watch us stream. Come donate money to a great cause and to a great charity that helps veterans through the power of gaming. Um, We'll be doing that all of May. You can find me at OhMyMythRandier on Twitter and for Doggy Pictures Instagram. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? You knew this was going. You can find me in the danger zone. <laughs> it was going to happen. Hey, no. Wes, I actually do have him on an episode that he tries to play this tribute to Lana, and she has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. And he actually thinks he's a stalker and tries to kill Archer, but it's funny. Yeah, it's funny, too, because I, I identify with Lana a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's also why I like it. Okay.